You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 101 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name is Kyle. And my name is Spartacus. What? I'm with you, bro. Got your back. (laughs) Spartacus? Where'd you get that one from? Uh, I don't know. I love that movie. Kirk Douglas? Yeah, the original. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Very well, then. So, we're, Corey, we're over the hump. We are over the 100-episode hump, and there are there are just 30 days left, man, until, you know, as this podcast drops, one month until The Last Jedi drops. What What's going uh, through your mind, man? Everything. It's insane. This is, this is literally Star Wars 101. We're back to square one. With all the news that hit this week, it's like we just hit the reset button, man. Like, what is going on? It's like an overload of Star Wars. Like, we have... We're... Back to the drawing board, man. Like, it's crazy. Uh, literally and um, figuratively, back to the drawing board. This it was an absolutely insane week. Wow, it's me another one of those "Where were you when?" Uh, type of weeks. But before we get to all that crazy news, uh, a very happy belated birthday to the wonderful Katie. Katie, we love you. We hope you had a great, great birthday, and. Uh, Send us some pics. Let us know what you got. Yeah, happy birthday, Katie. And again, everybody, a quick note of thanks to everybody who made recording episode 100 so memorable, so fun, uh, and and just a a pleasure to put together. I had a smile on my face the whole time. I'm not a huge fan of the post-production process, as you know, uh, but uh, episode 100 is a... uh, was a, was an absolute delight. It was it was so fun hearing so fun hearing from all of you, and uh, again for for Corey and James, I, I I thank I thank you guys all so much. It was amazing. Yeah, I can't say enough about it, man. I had so much fun listening to it because I hadn't heard what you guys had said until we listened to it live, you know. And yeah, it was such a fun episode to record, man. Thanks thanks to everybody for making it what it is, man. Yeah, and, and a special thanks to James for for you know going above and beyond to. Uh, Pull all that stuff together. I, I know. Who? I know that takes a lot. Of, a lot of effort. <laughs> all right, man. So let's let's. I want to. I can't wait to get to the news here. But let, first, it's become a bit of a tradition. Collecting update. You got anything to share this week? No, not exactly. I mean, um, I went out uh, twice actually. Kind of more. Not really on the hunt for that per se, but you know, I checked a few places out, and there's just yeah, there's nothing, man. It's, it's odd. Nothing that I want. Anyhow, there's lots of stuff out there. Like the the market's kind of flooded with Star Wars right now. But you know, I'm kind of I'm hunting my Black Series, and it's harder. The hunt is real, man. Yeah, you know, what? every time I go out now, and I, like today, today for example, I was going out starting some shopping for my daughter. She's got a birthday in a couple weeks. But every you know every time I walk into a Walmart or a Toys R Us, of course I'm taking a detour into the Star Wars section, and I always find something that I want and then I, then I end up not buying it 
and something is happening to me, man. I don't know what it is. It's it's sort of like Stranger Things. <laughs> I know something's happening to me, but I I don't know what. It's weird. Like I I see a, a figure. Like today, I found uh, the the Kenobi and Yoda figures with the last Jedi uh, the last Jedi card backs. I had them. I, they're in my hands. And I was like, wait, no, and I just put them back. Good on you. I got suckered into it. Like had it been like uh, uh, Jedi Master Luke, not not sorry, not Jedi Master Luke. Um, the traveling costume Luke. The second wave. Yeah, yeah, the second wave Luke. The, the General Leia. Had it been those, sure, I would have been all over those. Yeah, I got them. <laughs> I I haven't found them yet. I I yeah, I I've seen one Luke actually, to be honest, and and Leia not in stores. I actually uh, ordered her a while back when I got the Rex. Well, if, if wave one has shown me anything, it's that uh, if, if something is not readily readily available when you're in that store, just wait. Everything comes due. Everything shows up on the pegs at some point. Um, did I, I found I did see the uh, the Akbar slash First Order Black Series? Did you want that? I do, but I'm not really interested at that price range. I mean, and the Imperial officer is kind of like whatever, like Akbar. I'd, doesn't want more Akbar. It's all Akbar all the time. But I mean, the the character or the figure itself is really nice. Well, the the three and three quarter that's... inch Black Series Akbar is being liquidated everywhere for like seven bucks. Wow, well, I'm not really big on the three and three quarters. I don't know why I even got started with this. that. That leads back all to Force Friday and my anxiety as to why I picked that those ones up. But went way overboard with that. Um, so I'm not really interested in that. But uh, definitely the a six inch would be nice. I hope they come out with a single packaging of him eventually. I imagine they will. I, I, yeah, I, I imagine they'll do that. Uh, I did pick up something this weekend. I found actually my wife found it for me. The uh, Darth Maul and Seventh Sister two pack. Ooh, just pretty cool little score. Yeah, I want that. You can't have it. It's mine. But I, I, honestly, though, I do. Uh, that's 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 on the list just because it's rebels related. No, it's a cool little a cool little set. I hadn't, I've never seen it before on the pegs. I've seen pictures of it, never saw it in stores. Uh, so my wife sent me a text with that image. Do you want this? Ten bucks. Do it. Yeah, she was at a, a, a liquidation warehouse and it had all kinds of black series stuff and so, yeah, that that two pack and a, the Bays and Stormtrooper one. Yeah, cheap prices, man. So that that was I oh I almost picked up the Snoke throne set today. I was at an EB Games and uh, they had it on the shelf, and it was actually on sale. <laughs> How much? Forty bucks. Oh wow! You should have grabbed it. I I was going to. I was just about to, and then I I I, I noticed the the box was really badly dinged up. Mm. And I, you know it's probably a figure I probably would have unboxed anyway, and displayed that throne set. But uh, yeah, you know what? Forget it. Yeah, you keep the box anyway. Like, yeah, it's not cool. So that it, it stayed there. Uh, but the Ghost Force Ghost Obi Wan was was discounted. It was down to like twenty five bucks. Hmm. <laughs> they had a few things. They had that four pack of, uh, you know, the, the blue Royal Guard from the Phantom Menace, and then the the Red Guard and the black one and the oh wow the Praetorian that one guard. I want to. What which EB Games is this? That's uh, the West Island one, Point Claire. I'm gonna have to make a stop there this week. More Funko Pops than I've ever seen in my life in that place. Um, oh, I want to I want to give a shout out to Stubaka, who pointed this out to me online. 
A New Hope 40th anniversary soundtrack on vinyl is coming down. Ah, God. It's going to be a $150 set. But I don't know how I'm going to be able to, to lay off that thing, man. It just looks amazing. It comes with this, I think it's a hardcover book inside. And, and it's a three-disc set. I really badly want this thing. Not as badly as I want X-Wing Luke. You, you had to go back there, huh? I'll never stop, man. Oh, man. Ever! You know, I, I can just, I, I can snag one of those super sonic sets of head, headphones from work, bring those home, grab a drinky poo, and just turn the world off, man. Listen to that A New Hope greatness. That soundtrack is just the bomb. But anyway, okay, on to the news, man. Like, like sometimes the gods just smile on you. Like, can you imagine if, like, the, the landmark news we got this week had arrived one week earlier, so that we were trying to navigate our 100th episode while talking about these bombshells? Can you imagine that? Yeah, I'm, no, and I'm still having a hard time imagining, like, how this has happened already. Like, this news being unveiled now is kind of odd to me. But, I mean, thinking after having thought about it, I think there's a few reasons behind that. But still, I think it's, uh, man, it's, it's heavy, heavy stuff. And, you know, we got so, so much Star Wars coming in the future with The Last Jedi, then Han Solo right after that. Then we might go into a bit of a lull. Uh, well, we don't know, but I, I, I think, well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, first of all, we'll talk about it. Ryan Johnson and his new trilogy. Where were you when you heard this atomic bomb news? I was actually sitting on my couch, man, and you had uh, sent me a message. It was just, I was actually just about to leave work, too. It was like maybe quarter to five, something like that, 4.30, five, getting close to five o'clock, ready to leave. And just your Star Wars world is turned upside down. I couldn't believe it. So what, what was your knee-jerk reaction to this news that we're getting a new trilogy? I almost was, like I said, in a bit of shock. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy that they're that they announced it to me still. Like, I, I just, especially the fact that, you know, Ryan Johnson's at the helm. Like, what a hell of an endorsement. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, but it, at the same time, it puts so much pressure on this movie. But again, on a different angle, it kind of draws attention to the film, right? Like, it could be like a promotion technique. That's the way I'm seeing it at this point. Like, let's unveil it now just so we can get more people to come see this film. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't I don't know anybody who isn't planning on seeing this movie anyway. It, but you're right. It is the this is the ultimate vote of confidence. Right. Like that's yeah, crazy. It, they, they oh, must, my God. Yeah. This film must be so excited about this movie or so pleased anyway with with uh, the possibilities that have been folded into the storyline that they're just like, here, take the keys, man. <laughs> this is it's all you, baby. Well, you know, it's not a, a show at this point. Like, Kathleen Kennedy's spoken so highly of him throughout. And, yeah, that's it, man. It's like they, they have full confidence in him, which is amazing. So, yeah, I mean, like, let, he let, just gets it, it looks like. Let's, yeah. Well, let's talk about the timing here for a second. So, uh, Bob Iger was on an earnings call. And you know, it's not uncommon to drop this type of news on an earnings call with your shareholders. They kind of always get first dibs on this type of news. Um, but one thing that I think is going unspoken in all this is, you know, with all these things coming in 2019, Bob Iger is leaving Disney in 2019. So what he's going to want to do is just pump up Disney stock value as high as he can. So why not <laughs> announce to his shareholders, announce to the world that, yeah, we've got three more movies coming. 
you know, here's here comes six billion more dollars. Uh, another TV show. Who knows what that means to their coffers? Uh, so he's. I, I don't know if stock price at the time he leaves is dictates his golden parachute. Uh, but I, I got to imagine it's all very strategic for for, for him. That's uh, that's an interesting point. That's a good uh, good look at it. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't aware that he was leaving in 2019. But yeah, obviously, like I'm, I'm totally. It seems a little skeptical or you know cynic at the same time. Yeah, sure. No, for sure, this guy wants. Well, to... Well, again, it's one of those things we don't care about, right? We don't care about Bob Iger. We don't, we don't really don't really care who's running Disney as long as good stuff. They're keeps doing coming right back. by. Yeah, as long as they're doing right by Star Wars, it's fine. But I mean, don't have your personal agenda in like pumping out all these films to make money. I guess be a part of it, but that's kind of naive to think they'd actually think that way. Uh, yeah. But either way, they they got the right guy, and they're happy, and they think this is the right direction for the franchise. Then I'm all for it, man. And we haven't even seen this film, and we've all been so stoked about it. Like uh, a lot of our friends have just been on the same page, just saying, you know. There's something special about Ryan Johnson, it seems like, and we all kind of have this feeling about him. And wow, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's read Lucasfilm's statement. So, uh, this was what Thursday the news came out for this. Yeah, I believe so. So, uh, Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Johnson will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first of which he is also set to write and direct with longtime collaborator uh, Ron Bergman on board to produce. As writer-director of The Last Jedi, Johnson conceived and realized a powerful film of which Lucasfilm and Disney are immensely proud. In shepherding this new trilogy, which is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga, Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. We all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi, said Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. He's a creative force, and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. So a, a few interesting things in there, Corey. I, I, the first of which, let's clarify this. You know, I, I think most people get it, but some people don't. Uh, believe it or not, there was some backlash against Ryan Johnson getting this 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 vote of confidence, but. He's doing, he's writing and directing the first one. And he's kind of... He's, yes, I, I, I fully understood that as well. And he's over, I think, kind of overseeing the rest of it. Kind of maybe like J.J. in this present trilogy. Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know how involved J.J. was with The Last Jedi. I don't... I, no, it looks like Ryan had come, you're right, complete control. But he was obviously in on the story group and all that. I'm sure of it. Like, he knew what was going on. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, as, as soon as Whispers started... You know, as soon as his name started being spoken about as as taken over, uh, I'm sure he was in like a dirty shirt. But yeah, I think that it was episode eight was definitely a, a Ryan Johnson thing, start to finish. But uh, you know, I'm trying to build an analogy for this, and I kind of look at it almost like um, like a, sp- a pro sports team where you have your president who sometimes is, you know, from that sport, and sometimes he's just a business guy who likes that sport, and that's a big difference. Uh, and then you have the director who's a bit like the coach and in between, you know, currently it was, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, I would say, you know, the president. And then you have uh, JJ or Ryan. Those guys are the head coaches, but in between you need a general manager. And I feel like Ryan Johnson has sort of been elevated to general manager, the kind of the go between, between the president and the head coach, someone who 
can speak both languages. And maybe that was one of the links in the chain that we're missing. You know, we had all, all this turmoil with with Rogue One and uh, the Han Solo flick and even Episode Nine. Maybe they've they've recognized that there's too big of a void. So now Ryan Johnson steps in and maybe helps to smooth that out. That's possible. Like, for sure, it seems like, from what they said, at least he's going to be... It's a trilogy, and he's going to be involved in all three films, not necessarily writing or directing the second or the third, but at least kicking it off. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's, it's, when this you know when this whole thing first came out, and I, I think I, you know, I saw the, the tweet, and it was, like, sizzling fresh. Like, someone had just clicked send on this. And I, and yeah, I, I saw, saw it. And you sent it to us right away. Oh, yeah. If I, I, you know, I posted it on our, to our Twitter page. Uh, our, our Facebook page, I put it in the T- TSW group and I sent it to you guys. Like I was just blah, freaking out. I felt like I was alone in those moments. And I'm talking like, but that, it, like a, incredible. Like you sent it. I saw it. I went on my timeline on Twitter. It was posted once or twice. I waited two minutes. I went back and my timeline, I was like, scroll, 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 scroll. It was just updating, updating, updating. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah. I got in right right before the the, the massive explosion of, of of tweets, and I was when these big things happen, I I tend to look and go, wait a minute, is this legit? Like, are we being trolled here? Is it, is, is somebody pulling a fast one? And I you know I looked at the account, I clicked on it. No, that's the Star Wars account. Let me read that tweet again. Oh my God, let me okay, let me read this statement, and I I'm just like wow. Just world turned upside down, man. So, my word, my word. So, I, I you know, before we really dive deep, we should. I guess we should have known something was up, right? Because all these guys, you know, on the Kathleen Kennedy side, they're they're just gushing about Ryan Johnson, and he's talking about how it was like the time of his life, and he had total control, and it was just so much fun, and uh, holy crap moments uh, between the. Uh, between you know the the focused work and holy crap moments, right? He said that in a behind the scenes uh, clip. Oh yeah. But these these guys love each other. <laughs> it seems to be a match made in heaven. So, uh, we I guess we should have seen something in the tea leaves that would have led us to down the path that well, I think something's coming here. Well, I guarantee you, at least in the past, somewhere in the last ten to twenty episodes, we've definitely said that Ryan Dur- Johnson should. And most likely will be directing another Star Wars film at one point. Well, when when Trevorrow was bounced, people were like, "Give it to Ryan, do it, do it, do it." Oh yeah. There was some pushback saying, "Well, maybe the dude's a bit tired, you know? <laughs> maybe he's, he maybe he wants to move on to other stuff." Um, and then JJ was brought in, and we go, "Oh, well, see, they did they did offer it to Ryan Johnson, but he must have been just exhausted." And we left it at that. Said, "All right, we got JJ. That's that's probably going to turn out pretty well. Let's let's just move ahead." Uh, but I, I think we can probably connect the dots now and go, they were, they were, it, it's so much bigger, Corey. They had a much bigger operation in the works. I wonder for how long, to be honest, like it's probably something that's only come up, I would say in the last four months, five months with them, or at least in talking, like letting, let Ryan get over the filming of The Last Jedi before approaching him again and saying, hey, you want to helm a whole new trilogy? It's interesting. I I don't know when they would have had that first conversation. Like it, it seemed well, you know. They, it, we have no idea. They could have just brought this up two weeks ago, saying, you know, Ryan, we we really like what you did. 
We love the pitch that you gave us. Uh, we we love the potential in your story. How would you like to do a new trilogy? And he just goes, yeah, okay. Or they, you know, the pitch he gave them way back when, when he signed in to, to, for The Last Jedi. Maybe it was then they said, and this is, you know, we want to do this next if it all works out. And they said, well, let's just sit on this. And oh, you know what? I just had a bit of a flashback. I wanted to tell you this, actually. I never wrote it down. When you asked me where I was, I was sitting on my couch watching TV because I was actually working from home uh, most of this week. And um, I swear to God, I was looking for something on my Twitter timeline. And I was scrolling and I was scrolling and I was scrolling, going back, back, back in time. And then I saw your message pop up, right? And I didn't really read it I didn't because it was a link. And then I kept scrolling for like, I don't know, a minute or so. And I saw a retweet from Ryan Johnson's, like a quote from maybe about three months ago, where he said, like, I'd love to to do another Star Wars film, you know? Yep. And then I, I was like, ah, I'm never going to find this thing. And I closed it. I looked at your message and it's like, Ryan Johnson's doing another Star Wars film. And I was like, like, error. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did say it that. Was so I, think, odd. I think he was in Japan it, promoing The Last Jedi and he said he would do, yeah. he'd do another Star Wars movie in a heartbeat. Yeah, it was a, I, I retweeted the quote, man, and like I swear to God, I was on – it was like um, – I don't know how to describe it really. Like I saw that and then I saw your message and I was just like, what? Does not compute. This, this is, yeah. Anyway, like we said, um, the, the Lucasfilm must be really, really pleased. With, well, not only with Ryan as a collaborator but with the final product of The Last Jedi. Well, also his vision, his understanding of what exactly it is, is Star Wars and what fans are probably looking for in Star Wars. Well, yeah, that's it. Like we, you know, we as fans, not just you and I, but everybody listening and even broader, like I I think we have a pretty good sense of, you know, something that looks good when we see it. And The Last Jedi looks great. Uh, The Force Awakens look great and both turned out pretty well. Um. But I, I I don't know. Does does this one seem to have a different vibe for you? In that what the last Jedi? Uh, yeah. A different vibe oh, in yeah. that it feels like something big is coming, and they, I guess it's not. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not you know being super prognosticating in saying that. We know this movie's gonna shock us and and do some crazy things, but it, it feels like this guy, he's. It, Maybe Lucasfilm feels it the same way we feel it, but he's really got his finger on the pulse and the spirit of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying that since the big well, for quite some time now. I've been saying that, yeah, this guy, like, I don't know, man, like, there's, there's something about this film that's, like, it's just got me, you know, like, uh, more so than The Force Awakens, which is kind of hard, top, hard to beat, seeing as how we didn't have Star Wars in theaters for so long. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm with Bradley. Bradley knows what I'm feeling. Yeah. Well, like there's just something mystical oh, kind of almost about it. I don't know. There, there's something really magical about it, man. That uh, That's why I keep telling everyone, relish these times, man, because this is, again, the empire of our day. Like something's coming. Well, it, this one is like the promise of, of something, dis- like a discovery of something. Like something that's just going to leave us slack, John. And, you know, part one is always has that potential, too. And. We were all super impressed with The Force Awakens, but this one seems like it's going to just open the floodgates to, to new stuff. 
And I think that's that's what makes it so promising. But you know what's you know what's that funny? Makes it so interesting. You know what's funny? You know, we we've talked about this a bunch of times over the last hundred episodes about putting things in the vault. And I didn't see one person, and mind you, we don't know we don't have any release dates yet, but I didn't see one person, not one, saying, ah, they should have waited before going down this route. They should have taken a break from the, all this Star Wars stuff. I'm uh, I'm I'm a little surprised to be honest. I don't know how I f- feel about that break thing. Oh, in this time, <laughs> oh, don't backpedal you. No, I want one at one point. I do. I really, really do. But uh, well, I, I think we I think saying. we can both agree that it's it's not coming anytime soon. Oh no, not in the next like, decade. This, it's insane. This is what I was saying at one point to uh, a couple of friends that. Like Star Wars is really marking the days of our lives, if you will, in a way. Well, sure. It's if, like, if you love it enough, it's just yeah, setting, this is the signpost. It's setting the dates. Yeah, that's it. The signposts are there. The mile markers are there of your years, of your life, just movie by movie almost. Like we have the next 10 years planned out, most likely, if you think about oh, possibly. it. Possibly. Well, yeah, we'll touch this, on that too. But yeah, you're probably right. I mean, think about it. 10 years from now, we'll be celebrating A New Hope. And in between... we're The 50th. Uh, yeah, yeah. A New Hope's 50th. And in between, we're going to get Episode 9, Han Solo, another trilogy, and probably other standalones on top of that. So the idea of taking of getting a break is not coming until, at the earliest, 2027. At the well, earliest. Like, uh, hopefully if we... Uh... You know, we gotta eat well, stay healthy, <laughs> exercise, and, uh, keep eat, eat fish, yeah. eat a lot of vegetables. You might live live that long to see this break. Yeah, I love I love some chicken meat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, ten years from now, oh my god, you're gonna be oof, you're gonna be pushing fifty, bro. Uh, yeah, body wise, I'll be fifty, but you know, Star Wars honestly <laughs> keeps me feeling like uh, twelve, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie. But uh, okay, so we've had a few days to sit on this news now, and I, st- I, you know, I'm thinking about it, and I, I still think this is true. I think this is the boldest thing to come out of Star Wars since George Lucas, a young George Lucas in his 20s, had the idea and decided, yes, I'm going to go ahead with this crazy space fantasy. Like I think this is the boldest thing since then. I can't disagree with you. I mean, the prequels were kind of a given in a way. Yep. Uh, the sequel trilogy, once Disney got their hands on it, no surprise. But, but and right that, off yeah, the... I mean, it, it, that was a surprise to all of us, but not necessarily bold. Like, of course, you're going to try and monetize that thing, right? Oh, for sure. Of course, they were going to play off what we love. I didn't see a new saga uh, coming out of that right off the bat. But yeah, I mean, this is it, man. This is the new saga. Like, they're taking Star Wars in a different direction. We've all been talking about it for a long time. When when are they going to actually go ahead and do this? And the time is nigh. Yeah. Yep, it is. And then, yeah, so I, I I really thought about it and I, I, I stick to it. That yeah, the announcement of the prequels, not as bold as this. Uh, the announcement of 789, not as bold as this. Like this is and this is where we start to really get deep onto this. They've given Ryan Johnson the blank slate. That was what was in the yeah, the, the, the blank canvas. The blank canvas, unexplored characters, uh, unexplored corner of the galaxy with uh, characters we've never met before. 
Like, you know, I have to give Lucasfilm credit. I really, I didn't think that they would be so willing to break away from, uh, you know, the Darth Vader's of it all, the, uh, you know, Yoda and Luke and all the, all these iconic pop culture, like, monoliths that have stood with us for 40 years. I didn't think they would be willing to break away from that because it's it's just so easy for them to market that. And we just, you know, we're Pavlov's dog. You know, they dangle that in front of us and we just we just open our wallets and just throw more money at them. But they're oh no man. They're they're boxing I, that I, up been... in a way they're kind of they're going to they're putting something else in front of us now. And are we going to react the same way? I I you know, I think they're probably banking on us having the same reaction, but you never know. And that's why I think this is bold. Like they're not going to lean on Vader and Luke and R2 and 3PO and X-Wings and all that stuff that we've come to love. It's going to be something completely different yet still called Star Wars. Yeah, it's insane. You know, I just thought about this now. Like I'm just thinking about seeing this movie when it actually comes out now. And I'm like, oh, like it's it's killing me already. Oh yeah, and it's going to kill us until we start seeing, you know, getting our first look at at what Ryan Johnson is really planning here. Um, but you know, we talked about this uh, just a couple weeks back in episode ninety nine, and Ads had a question for us about, uh, you know, what what do we think Lucasfilm wants to do with the Skywalkers? And I said, you know, they'll they'll definitely do a trilogy, um, you know, with episode ten, but it wasn't going to be about the Skywalkers. And I, you know, I I was sure that they wanted to get away from the Skywalkers because, you know, as Luke says, it's so much bigger. Uh, but I, I didn't expect they'd go down this road. Like, did you? In a way, yes. Like, I really, I've been saying it for a long time that we need to uh, possibly go back in time to the early origins and stuff. I really want to see that kind of thing. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but in my personal opinion, I really honestly do think that that's where we're going to go, but... Well, it's... I mean, saying, yeah, like, that's... That's, I think, what everybody's kind of picking up on here. Like, the 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 lore that he is going to drop, that Ryan Johnson will drop in The Last Jedi, the stuff related to the Force Tree and Acto and... Uh, what What is Snoke? Is this connected to Snoke? Is he... Does he go back this far? All this stuff that Luke's going to be talking about, those books in the, in the Force Tree, is... Are these new movies going to be all centered around that kind of stuff? I think that's kind yeah, of what un- unknown unknown areas uh the uh the unknown regions you know like it's, it could all be connected oh it very well could be absolutely i mean we still don't know enough about any of this stuff to to make a call one way or the other but well i, I just want to say this like i don't i i fully 100% agree with you in the sense that the lore the foundation that he's laying and whatever bomb they're going to drop on us in this film Hopefully, anyhow, it's all speculation, but whatever it is, is going to set up somewhat a bit of the the entry to whatever he's going to be writing in the future. Um, like, I, I really see them going even pre, like, a lot of people have been saying Knights of the Old Republic. Very possible. Um, everyone kind of wants to see that, but I'm, I'm thinking mm. even way before that, mm. man. I'm thinking way, way, way before that. See, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of fans out there, and power to them they you know oh give us give us a, a kotor film adaptation bring in revan uh, no <laughs> I, i'm not saying it's it wouldn't be good but i don't think somebody like ryan johnson who's got his own ideas i mean this guy is a 
like 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 in the statement he's a creative force he doesn't want to be tied to uh, pre-existing characters he doesn't want to be true and shackled to expectations of what you know what fans want yeah this guy he is creating something completely new like this is not going to be old republic it could be old republic but it's not going to feature anybody that we've ever heard of before at, at least in my opinion i'd say like like we we know it's not going to be with you think he he's worked with Ray and Finn and Poe, but we know it's all new characters. Like, it, unless they're playing with words again, like it, it's not going to be them, and it can either go into the future, which is highly unlikely, or it can go way back in time, and that's what I'm really, really hoping for. So, if they go back in time and they explore Jedi who quote unquote had it right, like, do they risk totally wrecking the reputation of the Jedi from episodes one to six? Not necessarily. I haven't thought about it in a sense that what if it's uh, at a time where, you know, space travel might not even be possible? Well, wouldn't that, that then make Star Wars feel feel really small? Like it would have to be called Planet Wars because you, you can't do uh, travel, interstellar travel. Well, what if that was kind of like the basis of the movie or something like that somehow interstellar travel or learning how or, or not necessarily. I don't know. I just see it being really primitive in a way. Like first contact? Not necessarily first contact, but yeah, like at that point where they're uh I can almost see it like Lords of, Lord of the Rings rings ish and you know space travel maybe the first time it ever happens is something being similar to that of what's happening with the Lothwolves right now on Rebels. Uh maybe. I mean, that seems like a very Dave Filoni thing. I don't know if we're going to see Lothwolves for real. No, I'm just saying like wormholes created by the Force in a way. Yeah, I suppose it's possible. I mean, we know those two have been hanging out, right? So maybe they're exchanging ideas. And there's things that Ryan Johnson have picked up on with from Dave Filoni and goes, oh, geez, I, that, that fits perfectly into this thing I'm doing. I mean, it could, it could very well go back to Acto as well, the first Jedi Temple that he's Absolutely, it see it as a as a vibrant community. Absolutely, it could. One thing I, that that worries me, and I'm not, I don't want to worry at this stage. I just want to be excited about this. But if you go far enough back in time, shouldn't things be really like you've kind of said it, like a little bit more primitive, right? And things should evolve to become what they are in this in this time frame. But yet, if you're going to put a movie on screen, it's got to feel it's got to it's got to have that epicness to it. No, I kind of agree with you when you say Star Wars and Planet Wars. Like, yeah, there should be have some kind of like. I mean, you, you still have to have capital factor. ships, right? You you, you got to have capital ships and 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 big dangerous weapons, and you got to have all the ingredients that we currently have. But if you set it far enough back in time, then you kind of show a galaxy that's not really evolved at all, right? Not necessarily, because you know, civilization can kind of possibly go through cycles, right? Like we've seen it with the Jedi, the rise and fall of the Jedi. They've lost information and whatnot throughout the throughout time. Like time is so vast, you know. Like uh, civilizations rise and fall, and that's like things maybe start anew at one point, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I just want them to. I, I I hope his new work. Obviously, I I know he would probably say that this, of course I would do that, but I wanted to like respect 
what's what's come already and not not totally undermine it you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean or it could be how how this information it could be the story of how the original information got lost so you don't feel that way about the jedi that you know and love it could be like oh man like it's really not the new jedi's fault it's whatever happened in this scenario left them mind boggled like they had to figure it out from themselves and yeah they didn't get it all that yep. right um yeah I, I i want i want to see them explore new themes break new ground um and personally I, as much as i i think that they'd probably go back in time i don't really have a problem if they decide to go forward in time either no no i don't either like again i haven't seen ryan johnson's film and I, we're just like gushing over him but yeah whatever he uh, has in mind i'm pretty sure is going to do all right with he obviously has a vision like they wouldn't just say here ryan run with this like it's even possible like hey ryan like are you interested like have you been thinking about anything he's like well i kind of got this in the back of the my mind done let's do it um yeah so again so if, i mean there's all the people that that are throwing out old republic or knights of the old republic again it's uh sorry guys not not happening uh i, I just don't see someone of ryan johnson's pedigree putting himself in sort of a, a confined framework. Well, what I will say about this film is that I really, really, really hope that it's super force laden. Whatever it is about this film, I hope it's more based on, let it be the origins of the force, whatever it is. I want it to be f centered around that as opposed to politics and stuff like that. It could be the Great Sith War or something like that, you know? I think it's going to have both, to be honest with you. I think it has to have both, for sure. Um, like Ryan Johnson, he's he he's a self-confessed prequel nerd. He loves it. He loves the politics of the prequels. And he, he helped shape uh, the geopolitical landscape for Claudia Gray in Bloodline. So I, I think he's got absolute ideas on uh, you know, how... how Things like this work, and he—I think politics would definitely be a thing in his new movies. Yeah, the first Galactic Republic or whatever. Very possible. The first attempt at. Very, very possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on where on the timeline he wants to land this thing. I mean, if he, does he want to go right back to the first Jedi? That might be a little bit too far back. I think if I had to take a stab in the dark, I think we would—he would take us back to like one of the first generations of Jedi. Like, there's already going to be a Jedi Order. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm open to either, but I, I've thought about that a lot. My mind always kind of veers toward those first initial people using the Force ever, almost. Like, what is that? Who's this freak? You know, almost like a mutant. Yeah, kind of. Like, it's, it's a rare thing. It's just coming to be. Well, I... Remember I had that theory that Rey is a reincarnation of the first Jedi? So what if Daisy Ridley is in his movie as this first Jedi? Very cool. Comes full circle. <laughs> I like it. He's a looper. And it, He's a looper, that Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh. You know what you just did there, right? With a Z. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, what else we got here? So, oh. Something else nobody's talked about. I, I threw a tweet out on this, but it didn't really gain much traction. But the music, man. 
we all, we we talk about the music Ooh, a lot here. It, it's it's as integral to Star Wars. John Williams' music is as, is integral to these nine movies as anything else that you can name. But surely at this point, I mean, again, we don't know the dates, but I I don't imagine John Williams no. will be part of this new trilogy. He'll be he'll be ninety I can't imagine in either. a couple years. I cannot imagine. You know, this is the thing though. If he sticks with his profession, John Williams, and keeps up with his health, uh, playing music is great for your mind. It's like uh, lifting like 400 – it's like bench pressing 400 pounds for your brain kind of. You know what I mean? So as long as he's using that muscle, you know, and he stays healthy, there's – maybe there maybe he can get a few films in there. Who knows? But I don't know, man. they'd probably be looking in a different direction. And again, it's his life. It's his choice. I mean, he's 85 years old now. <laughs> you know? At some point, Almost I imagine he'll to... probably want to call it quits and say, you know, I, I want to enjoy the last few years that I have. Now, maybe writing music well, and scoring this? films is the way he enjoys his life. Exactly. Like, out of respect, do you think Lucasfilm and or Disney at least present the option to him say hey john you know oh yeah i think it's i think we'll go to john williams until john williams doesn't want to do it anymore i don't know that that they'd ever say john this is episode nine and if you want it take it because this it's your last one buddy we got after that we've got a whole new trilogy of films and we're going to need a new sound well that, that being the case um and them collaborating them knowing this future timeline so well at this point and again planning and coordinating i hope they give us tell us that at one point you know like uh, episode nine is john williams final star wars everybody whatever it is like i hope they can at least you know they can start asking him now are you willing whatever you know and if something happens in between it's tragedy super unfortunate but at least give us that taste if he says no i'm not willing to do that and they could tell us like this will be John Williams' final Star Wars performance. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would like them to say that this will be J- John Williams' final Star Wars film. If Episode Nine is to be his his final, I would like them to say that. I think that would be fitting. Um, but yeah, but think about it. Uh, Vader, Imperial March, gone. Uh, all the, you know, so many iconic themes. The only one that might stick around is the Force. Which is a big one, obviously, but uh, and the main title, or maybe they change it. Maybe they change the whole damn thing. Who knows? Maybe the chosen one will come into play as well, and they'll have Anakin's theme or Vader's theme. Yeah, possibly. But st- I mean, I th- I think we can Im- we can agree that the soundtrack is going to be totally different and under a ton of scrutiny. Oh yeah, the whole movie, everything about this trilogy will probably. Be- under so much scrutiny, like I said, I, I didn't think they detached themselves from, you know, the marketing leverage that all the current stuff gives them. But the, the thought of no more X-wings and Tie fighters and stormtroopers, like they've just given themselves the task of developing things that will be as iconic as those things, and it's hard to do because those things just they they happen organically. You can't. I don't know that you can plan for something to be iconic. Like I, you know, I I don't think that George Lucas when he when he put the hunk of junk Millennium Falcon out there on display, I don't think anybody went that's an iconic ship. I think it it became iconic because it's almost a character unto itself, and it, you know the way people interact with that ship, 
that's what made it iconic. Just, but just the, the design well, of it. Into the original design kind of looked like a Carillion Corvette, like the Tantihi Four there. Yeah, it's... with just with the cockpit at the front of it, uh, like the Millennium Cock Falcon's <laughs> cockpit right at the front. Yeah, I I think that kind of morphed into uh, Tarkin's personal ship, the Carrion Spike. But anyway, that's that's we're not going to tangent there. But uh, yeah, I mean they've given them themselves a huge task to design an entire galaxy now that will hopefully, I mean, it's, it's gotta be something that, that ends up being so like, like the, the, the props, the costumes, the landscapes, everything sort of speaks to us. So now they have to do that again. And I, I find it really brave. You know, here we are saying how brave it is for a multi-billion dollar company to pump out more movies that they know will make them billions of dollars. Like very brave guys. But it is kind of brave and gutsy to step away from, uh, like, we're kind of unrelenting as fans, aren't we? Like, we, we're we not merciful. <laughs> we're, we're not very generous when it comes to leniency. And so, and, and well, I've been advocating, I don't know if you've been listening to the same podcast that I've been recording with you, but I've been saying it for a long time that it's going to happen sooner than later. Which part? The fact that they're going to move away, like I've been hoping for an end, like a somewhat conclusion to this Skywalker saga and the arrival of a new, entirely new saga. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. You've been saying that for a while. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was ever any doubt that they were going to do this. It was just sort of the order in which they did it. Like I thought they would, they would milk this generation for all it's worth, and then at some point move on. But, um. This this is what kind of scares me though. Think of this: the double up, in the sense that if we do get a 10, 11, 12, then we start getting the two two movies a year guaranteed. Because with the standalones and the new oh geez yeah uh, the new saga coming, like I'm uh, I'm a little skeptical of that. I hope that doesn't doesn't come to that. Mm, I don't think it will. I don't know. I, I, Marvel does it, you know, two a year. Uh, DC is going to do it this year. I don't know that Star Wars is going to do it. I just th- I think Star Wars is just it's it's a little bit too much. I think a little bit a little yeah, bit too much pressure. Sat- I mean, saturation. If, you know, there's been nothing but turmoil <laughs> at Lucasfilm over the past couple of years. They've had some some serious downs when it comes to the productions, and everything turns out okay. But I don't know that they want to mount more pressure on themselves. So you know, one a year, I think, is kind of the max. That's kind of redlining for these guys. But here here's something else. Corey, this is going to drive you nuts now. Uh, Tim and Troy, anybody else? The TSW Toy Box guys collecting. This is pressing the plunger and starting from scratch with collecting, dude. I think it's kind of a cool thing. Oh, it, for sure, it is. I'm never going to be able to save for retirement. Never. Oh, yeah. never. Well, actually, unless unless I sell them. No, because the stuff you have is not worth anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> All the stuff that we've been buying for 20 years is not worth squat, dude. Black Series stuff you can still make money off of. Like... Nah, you can't. Like the exclusives, Bro, maybe, that... but you have to be timely. You, sell, you, you, you can sell like a, like say you have just a regular old fin. You could probably sell it like 15, 20 bucks. That's, no yeah, problem. but you spent 30 on it. Still, it's still 20 bucks and you have like 60 of these things, you know? But you, you're I'm not saying it's your retirement nest egg or whatever. But you're not making money on these things. You're you're 
getting back less than what you paid out for it. That's just, it's recouping money. It's not making money. Anyway. Not for all of them. Not for all of them. I don't know really of that many that are worth more than you paid for it. I'm just saying. Anyway, if you heard my interview with, with Ryan Johnson, you can take his word for it. I'd, I'd say he's as close to expert level as it gets. And he said that no, I, I almost, heard it. No, almost nothing that we're buying these days is, is going to be worth anything. So you may as well just you know crack it open and enjoy it. That's because he wants to be the only one. <laughs> just crack them all open, everybody. Just open them all. Oh, you're box. devious. So anyway, let, let's... let's um, when do you think we'll be getting this this new trilogy? We, we, we've got no standalone announced for 2020, although we think one's coming. Uh, but you know that's you know that's still three years away. That would leave Ryan Johnson plenty of time to get his his first movie done for 2020 if they wanted to do that. So well, how, how how does it work? No, I don't think it's going to go like that. I think it's going to go. Um, what do we got here? We got well, we've got 20 uh, stand- solo in 2018. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get a, uh, episode nine standalone commencement of new saga in my opinion well see so I, the, the framework that i you know a lot of us have kind of dreamed this up but uh, 2018 is solo 2019 episode 9 2020 obi-wan which they need to get mm-hmm. around to announcing if they're going to do it and then 2021 ryan johnson's first new saga movie and then 22 another standalone and then yep. all, we're alternating years so 23 25 would be uh, more Ryan Johnson movies, and twenty two and twenty four would be standalones. Um, and then in twenty six, you get an twenty twenty six, you get another standalone, and then twenty twenty seven, the fiftieth anniversary of A New Hope. Like that year, who knows what they're going to do? They 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 could do anything from, you know, clear the decks and say this year is totally dedicated to. You know, everything Star Wars starting with A New Hope and we just honor this movie this year and there is no new, no Star Wars that year or I don't know <laughs> I don't, I I don't mean, know man take a break I mean look look at what we're looking at here if they do continue with the theme of anthology then for sure we're pretty much and the new a new saga coming out we're guaranteed to have a movie a year for the next 10 years which could be you know like maybe right take a little break that year let's let's take a break till the 50th you know, sit back, relax. We'll see what we got planned for the next ten years. Well, I think you know, twenty twenty seven is probably you know for sure they're gonna just do a full court press for a new hope. That that goes without saying. There's no question about that. The I think the other question will remain: What other big thing will they do that year? Will there be another movie that year? Will or will will that be sort of the? All right, guys, it's the fiftieth for a new hope. This is where we kind of put our feet up. We're taking a break now for a couple of years after what? Uh, 15, uh, 12 years of constant star Wars material. And the cinemas are going to go dry for a bit. They could do that. That could be their opportunity to take a break or it just, you know, they could make another new announcement and say, here we go again. Or, and who knows, right? That's who knows what they announce between now and the next 10 years. Who knows? So, Man, crazy exciting times, Corey. What a time to be a Star yeah, well, Wars that's fan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if, you think, if you think we've got a lot of Star Wars over the last three years, two years, we honestly haven't seen anything yet. We're, we are just getting started. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like really 
that's what's the most surprising to me about this. Not the fact that they're giving it to Ryan Johnson, which I, I'm amazed with, or the fact that it's a new, completely different saga. It's the fact that we're actually receiving this news at this time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a bolt out of the blue. I don't know if, if, you know, maybe it's possible that things had leaked and it was imminent that things were going to leak out to the press. So uh, Disney and Lucasfilm just, you know, out with it. Let's go. What's the thing? Like, I didn't hear a peep about it. Not a peep. Nope. Not a peep. But just, also, I mean, all official. The, 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 the Bob, Bike, Bob Iger investor call, that was planned anyway. So that could very well have been part of the plan all along. Uh, okay, so we'll leave this as it is for now. I'm sure we're going to get more news on this as time goes on. And, of course, we'll talk about it. You know what this does? If anything, this news guarantees that we will be podcasting long into the future. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. we got to eat our chicken, eat our fish, eat our salads, eat our greens, <laughs> exercise. Which I have not been doing because uh, I podcast too much. Drink lots of beer. That is that is not the way to ensure your health, FYI. Uh, so Thursday news was not done there, Corey, as they also announced, Bob Iger also announced that there would be a live-action Star Wars TV series for their Disney streaming service, which is not a shock. This is something we all suspected would happen. They needed something uh, to dangle to not only investors, but fans like us who need a good reason to jump on their streaming service. We've already got Netflix and Amazon and this and that. Why do I need a Disney one now? Well, guess what? If you want to watch new Star Wars, you're going to plunk down the money. Um, but we don't have any info about this yet. But a lot of people are linking this to Dave Filoni. So do you think this this live action thing is Dave Filoni's new project? Uh, to be honest, yes, I do. You do, eh? Like, I I do, I really do. I'm, like, 80 90% leaning that way, to be honest. Like, that's pretty much full-on yes. Uh, we, we heard a couple of months ago that Dave Filoni was, he kind of took a bit of a step back from Rebels to start planning out his next project. But he was, he was, so he was he, bumped up a level to, like, head of animation. No, like, wasn't it, like... I think, I think it was I know just mean, very he specific was, about animation. But I, I specifically remember something about him saying he was taking a step back a bit. Like, he would still be overseeing things. So, they were like, nobody worry. He's still overseeing everything with Rebels as it wraps up. But he's starting to plan his next project already. So, he's handing some of his executive powers or whatever order was some of his colleagues. But I, I clearly remember them saying that he's he's planning his next project. So, that makes sense with this timeline. It does, and you know he he also had a recent comment, uh, you know, talking about his his interactions with Ryan Johnson, and you know, saying that uh, well, I, he's like, watch out now. I'm I'm learning from the best. Let's just say that so he he had some sort of comment to that effect. So people were kind of already nibbling at the edges here. That oh, is he really? Is he going live action? Is that what's happening here? And then here comes Bob Iger with with the announcement. Oh yeah, we're actually we're doing a live action series, and people are are connecting those dots. Maybe jumping to conclusions, but it seems certainly very possible. 100% possible. It, and this is something I really uh, would prefer, actually, is Dave Filoni kind of overseeing the project as a general manager, like you were speaking about before, 
and then him kind of guiding different coaches or directors into the seat for one, two episodes, uh, certain arcs, story arcs, maybe two, three episodes, whatever it is. But, you know, you can get all kinds of like, uh, you can get female directors in there, like uh, anybody. They could be doing anything with this. This could, it could be a complete mashup series where, yeah, different storytellers, different directors, who knows? It could be absolutely. Yeah, possibilities are endless. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want, I wanted to uh, read a, anyway, a part of Bob Iger's statement because it's just so damn eloquent. So <laughs> he said, quote, our advantage as a company is to take advantages that exist out there for good television and take advantage of it. Wow, Bob, did you write that yourself? <laughs> that was like, that's, uh, she's uh, Donald Rumsfeld level eloquence. That was amazing. Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, so uh, what do you want? Do you, have you thought about this at all? Like, what do you want it to be about? Like, do you, okay, do you think this show will be connected to what Ryan Johnson's doing with the new trilogy? No, I think it would be, they're going to be exploring a whole new aspect, I would think. You think this keep things fresh? You think this is going somewhere different too? Oh yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, maybe it'll just be within the you know if they want to keep us fresh or not fresh, but they want to keep us the the familiarity. They'll keep it within the time frame that we're in right now, anywhere from the Clone Wars and a bit before to where we're at now. Very very possible, and I would kind of almost lean that way with Filoni. Yeah, that's that's where I fall on this. But, I, I you know in one way it's it's smart to say well Ryan and 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 Dave have been talking and it's very possible that those two are working on this crazy ambitious project where Ryan's doing it on screen and uh, Dave's doing it live action and these things all mesh and dovetail together and it's going to un- unfold years and years and years of Star Wars history. It's possible you you can't rule that out, but I find it. Hard to imagine that Lucasfilm will completely step away and just clean break from uh, from the time frame that we know. So you know the sixty sixty ish sixty odd ish years uh, between Phantom Menace and um, Episode Nine. So I'm I'm guessing that Dave Filoni's work will land somewhere in that zone. Yeah, there's so much to be explored there, and there's so much that fandom loves from that time period as well. Uh, I get a bit of a question for you here, Kyle. If it were to be in that time frame, would you like to be like a a singular story in the sense that it's like a crew, like a ghost crew, you're dealing with the same characters day in, day out? Or would you prefer to be each episode to be a one-off possibly, you know, where you're a different planet, different characters, whatever, like just always something different and new in that time frame. So you're just getting to know the galaxy bit by bit. It's, it's, that's a tough one, man, because he, he does teams really well. Rebels works really well because you, you grow to know these and like these people over over time. But there is value, I think, as well in exploring different nooks and crannies and saying, for, you know, for, for one episode, we're going here. Yeah, the possibilities are endless in that sense. You can do anything you want in any episode. I want to do a like a thieving episode. I want to do a mystic episode. I want to do a, an action episode, you know. A pirate episode, anything. Yeah. Again, like that that sounds cool. I wonder if that gets a little bit unwieldy. Bounty as, hunters? As, you know, unwieldy as far as like you know, the story group keeping a lid on all that, saying, oh, 
man, there's like, Dave, you've got like 20 episodes here for this season and they're all over the place. Man, how do we rein this in and just make sure everything is is neat and tidy? I don't know what we could do this. I don't know. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm Dave Filoni. He's going to put on his hat. He's going to show them who's boss. Anyway, I, I, I think it's if Ryan's movies are going away from what we know, I think uh, Lucasfilm is smart enough that they're going to keep exploring, keep a foothold in the comfortable, safe, cozy, warm blanket of the time period that we do know. So they, they can keep selling the, the toys of people that we, we were familiar with. Keep. I totally agree with you. I, I think that's exactly... It's a smart business move, and it's smart for us too. Like we're not done with this era era yet either. Well, yeah, there's still. I mean, there's still 30 years between uh, Jedi and, and TFA that is largely unexplored. Maybe that's what he's going to do, and that would be cool. I'm totally down with that. Maybe his live action series is is set after Episode Nine. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but all I can tell you is that I can't believe both these news articles dropped in the same week. Like, uh, what's what's up with that? I mean, at least maybe this one kind of because it's coming in 2019. But God, like, it's just like you said, it, it has to be like a shareholder thing in my opinion or uh, a draw to The Last Jedi. Something like that because it's like, why not span these things out? Like, it's just like we just got a left hook and a you know, a jab with a right, you know, it's, it's, it's so odd to me that we got them both in the same well, way. I feel like this, the, the news of the live action thing has kind of been swept under the rug. Like it's, it hasn't gotten the attention it probably deserves because movies are where it's at, right? That, that is the Cadillac of the Star Wars franchise. It's, it's saga movies. And so I, I don't know, maybe this didn't get its, its due course as far as glory goes. Um, uh, I get, no, well, it's also the, because they're they trying to really attach any info to it. There's no face attached. There's no real timelines or or subject matters. They gave us nothing other other than it's going to be exactly cheaper than Netflix, which is also <laughs> surprising to me. Disney always bumps up their pricing, but that's that's good news. That that's I think that was the point behind it almost too. It's like, hey, we're coming out with this thing, and it's cheaper than Netflix, and it's coming in 2019. And that you know, that's a couple years from now, we will. Like two years from now, we'll be like drooling over episode nine and prepping for this live action thing. It may already be out this time two years from now. Think about that. <laughs> That's possible, man. And I mean, that means they have to get to work. And two years seems like a long time. That's what I'm saying. I think Dave Filoni got to work about a year ago or maybe six, seven, eight months ago. It's... I'm sure I heard something along those lines that he was taking a bit of a step back and overseeing things so not to get worried and he's moving on to another project. He's starting to plan for that. Yeah, you might be right. Anyway, uh, no doubt we will be back on these things at some point. But did, did we talk about like what you – your preference? Do you have a preference to what Dave Filoni does? Or sorry, let's not attach his name to it yet. Let's not jump the gun. But do you have a preference <laughs> to what this TV series <laughs> is about? Like you want it to be something that just jumps around, explores different pockets? Yeah, maybe can, you know, every now and again, come back to these characters and you can maybe tie tie like four or five different sets of characters doing different things and you can kind of still tie it in a loose knot. Who knows? Like, that's what I'm kind of interested in exploring. I really want to explore different planets, different regions, uh, different cultures. I want to, 
there's so much room to explore it all. The tales of Luke, Lorsanteca, and uh, Ben Solo. Yeah. You never know. All right, so uh, now we can talk about a couple of news items that came out last week that, uh, for obvious reasons, got bumped way down the list. Uh, So Mark Hamill and his portrayal of Luke. Uh, So people are wondering, has has Luke joined the dark side in The Last Jedi? We see him in these posters in the villain position. So now Mark has spoken, and Luke ain't evil. So I'll, I'll just preface this. You know, I was trying to think about it, and I, I going back to like either late 2014 or uh, 2015. I think I think MSW had a report that Luke was going to be possibly the guy to kill Han Solo, and I don't remember how he did it or what his intentions were. Uh, but I I remember at the time that I I could not handle that the idea of that. It was just impossible for me to put those two things together in my mind and make it work. But that was the first my first brush with the possibility that Luke might have turned to the dark side. And I had such a hard time with it. Like, yeah, it'd be like a, what is it? Anakin Palpatine and Mace Windu scene where like Han's like, I have to kill my son. And Luke's like, no, he needs to live for some reason. You know, I, I seem to remember like Luke, Luke did something to the Falcon and, and like caused Use the force on the Falcon and caused it to crash or something like that. It was it was really weird, but anyway, Luke had, had caused Han's death, and I could not put the two things together. But anyway, uh, recently Mark was talking to ComingSoon.net, and he says that uh, Luke has lost confidence in his ability to make good choices, and it haunts him to the core. But he hasn't gone to the dark side. This isn't an evil version of him but it's still an incarnation of the character I never expected. It has pulled me out of my comfort zone. It's a real challenge. What do you make of all this? Well, first of all, I think it's kind of a relief. We've been speculating a long time that, you know, we we didn't think that it would happen because it would kind of neglect the other trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah, I refuse to put, <laughs> I, was, I stubbornly refuse to put any stock in the idea of Luke being bad. Well, it kind of just looks like from the first trailer, we've seen it all. It looks like he's a man of broken confidence. He's feeling guilty. He's shaken. He's not as confident as he once was. Uh, and he probably felt as himself when he took the character on. Like, oh, my guy Luke, like, he must be the, he must be amazing at this point. You know, like, let's see what the script says. What? I'm like totally not where I thought I was. I, I don't know. I, I'm still not ruling out the possibility that you know, he turns to the dark side. It, there's there's always that small chance to me. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying that's what I want. But I'm not going to say, like, sell myself saying, no, it's not happening. Because who, who knows what's going to happen in this film by the end of it. Like, he, he's not going to start there, obviously. And, again, I don't want that to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But who knows? Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Hamill has said that he's he, he's shocked at Luke's position. Like, where he is now in his life. But you you think back to to Jedi and you know, Mark Hamill used to think that it would have been cool for Luke to turn bad and just you know, be the bad boy, put on Vader's helmet at the end. And you think about that and you go, no, dude, that doesn't make any sense. And so in a way, like the guy closest to the character, you know, it seems like he has a very different, very strange read 
on Luke. So I, I well, I, f- I feel like he wanted Luke to be a an all encompassing hero at this point. Well, well yeah, and but it, it feels like um it, it feels like what like whatever Luke's or Mark Hamill's opinions on Luke are, we kind of need to take them with a bit of a grain of salt. But yeah, you're right. He did. He I think it. I don't know if he's ever specifically stated, but I I think he believes that Luke was like this dashing swordsman that was just so powerful and ready to swoop in to save the day at any moment. But uh, that's not the case. Yeah, for sure. If you've been waiting for that character, you know, to someone say, hey, you want to play Luke Skywalker again? Yes. Like, for sure, you could see, like, maybe he's the the hero at the end of the movie that comes out of nowhere and saves the day. And everyone's like, it's Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God. But no, I'm in hiding. Like, not in hiding necessarily. Like, he's obviously, he is on a mission. But at the same time, he is a bit of a broken man. And his confidence has been shattered. Absolutely. Like, I'm beginning to wonder if Luke has become a pacifist. A little bit like Padme. Um, Like, Padme, the Naboo was sort of a pacifist society. Um. So yeah, I, I just finished up the Legends of Luke book, and you know it, it has Luke on going down a very non-violent path, which is what the Jedi are supposed to be about, right? Like we think of them as like these action superheroes. Not really. I mean, because of the Clone Wars, yes, but before that, they're but we've we, we've not seen them before it. that. We heard about. We it. just heard about it. We've never seen the Jedi sort of as these guys that are only in pursuit of knowledge and defense. We've never really seen that. They've always been almost soldiers, right? Flipping around, you know, slashing battle droids to pieces by the dozens. Um, but yeah, th- this book has Luke just learning and being very, definitely nonviolent. I'll, I'll say that in this book. But when you think about it, like, at the end of Jedi, what what else was he going to do? Like, the Sith are gone. The Empire's gone. What enemies would be left to fight anyway? So he just travels the galaxy, learning about the Force, learning of new cultures, recruiting new Jedi. There, there's no aggressors. So you know, uh, Luke, to, to, for Luke to <clears throat> excuse me, lose everything at his, at his temple, I have no doubt that completely shakes him. No doubt that would shake him because I, I think in his mind he confrontation, violence, fighting, all that stuff is, he it's behind him. Yes, I mean, given all that, I mean, all that stuff from Legends of Luke, non-violent, blah, blah, blah. I, I think the, the the tragedy that befell his, his academy, no doubt, completely wrecked him. Completely wrecked him. Not only that, the, possibly the, I've seen this, this raw strength only once before. Like, that whole thing could have turned his world upside down. Like, how is this possible? Like, how does Kylo have this kind of power? Yep. Metachlorian count. Whoop. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You're right. You, you, you just put somebody into like, convulsions by mentioning that word. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let, let's leave that behind for now. All we know is that Luke is not dark side. At the beginning. At least to start. And I, I would think that he's he's not going to go dark. I think, yeah, I, th- I think Luke is very uh, he, bitter. I think pacifist is going to be very important in this. I also think I see sulky Luke. I see someone that uh, is scared to come back to the fore. 
it's going to take a lot for him to, to come well, back. Yeah, I mean, and, it's going to make him fight, and I don't think he wants to fight. But I think he will. Fight I he think, will. Yes, I think fight he will. All right. Um, so, Corey, we're, we're going to talk about this again. Another Death Star. Are we doing this again? Are they going to give us a third Death Star? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, so no. backtracking. No, they're not. Uh, I think a, a Revel model kit first slipped up, if it was indeed a slip up. Uh, I think it's Poe's X-Wing model uh, with, with the Death Star in the background. And everybody just kind of said, eh, whatever. And now we have this. So now, now we're, we're left kind of discussing, like, is this another smoking gun? Or are licensees just looking for Im- imagery to use for their merch? And it gets all the way down through production, and they've used imagery that either Lucasfilm didn't approve, or you know, could it be the unthinkable? Another Death Star in the works. Like, what is going on, Corey? So what do you think? Well, it could definitely be one of uh, several things. Just bad marketing, like you said. I, I really think it is something that slipped through the cracks. It's just a generic image that's been out there. It's something that's happened before in the past. Yeah, well, specifically uh, now, right? Let's it's it's a Death Star Bluetooth speaker, and so this report was on making Star Wars uh, a Death Star Bluetooth speaker, saying from the new film, The Last Jedi. Wait a minute, what? A Death Star in the Last Jedi? Like that is explicitly written on the package. And then you go. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Odd. There's and then there's uh, another Revel kit with with uh, Kylo Ren's tie. Uh, silencer with the Death Star again prominently in the background. Uh, there's bed sheets with you know, the Last Jedi bed sheets with a Death Star on it. Like, oh my god! Like this is pretty uh, on the nose, right? Wasn't it? Is it bed sheets for the Last Jedi? I thought the bed sheet thing was from the Force Awakens, and they had the promotion, uh, like marketing stuff with a Death Star on it. Like that's where I thought the slip up was in marketing, kind of, or it's it's been on past products and it wasn't really in the film. Like they had it on for marketing on TLJ for some merch. Uh, I don't know, but the point is, Pottery Barn is selling blankets under the the Last Jedi banner with the De- Death Star on it. The on the blanket or on the packaging? On the blanket. On hmm. the blanket. Anyway, let's let's just. What does this mean, Corey? I mean, they can't be doing this again, right? They can't. They just. Like, can't. How disappointed are you going to be if there's another friggin' Death Star in a Star Wars movie? Well, the only way it would really make sense to me is something the way Dave Donovan put it once, and even at that, I don't know how I feel about it, but it would definitely be better than just one. If they're going to do it, let's see a whole goddamn fleet of them. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Okay, we got you guys by the balls. Like, look, we have like 20 Death Stars. We had a Star Killer and 20 like, Death Stars and the Supremacy. Watch out. Like, you're screwed. Yeah, like, the, it's over. Like, your 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 chances of survival are. I, like, I will be sorely disappointed. Like, that to me will just be like, we have no more ideas. It's ridiculous. There's, there's no way after the amount of money and research they put into this, we've heard about Ryan Johnson and his vision. He's just like, guys, I got the best idea. A third. We're do another Death Star. <laughs> That's gonna be a fourth, pretty much. Think about it. Like Star Killer is an overrated Death yeah, Star. Yeah, sure. 
Absolutely, but like, again, guys, it, it, even that it doesn't make sense. Like they've they've jacked it up to like a planet-sized Death Star, or a planet that is a Death Star, and now you're going to downgrade that to just another Death Star. Yeah, you had a thing that just destroyed an entire solar system. Yeah, it's that that is just really weird to me. Um, and again, like even the, the supremacy. Again. This thing is a 60-kilometer-wide ship. It is half the size of a star dist- uh, of a Death Star in itself. Yep, and it's going to pack a punch for sure. And they, they, we saw images of that, that Star Destroyer Dreadnought, like a 17-kilometer-long a Star Destroyer with that massive cannon strapped underneath. Like, they have their bases covered as far as, like, super weapons go and big, gigantic ships. Like, the Resistance doesn't, doesn't have that, right? No, not at all. But, like, what if... What if it's just an idea so crazy? Like it's it's almost blasphemous to think. But what if this new Death Star it doesn't belong to the First Order? What if it does somehow belong to the Resistance? Like what if this is Leia's like secret pet project? Or they found the remnants of a third Death Star being built and they took over it. Hey, that's a pretty good theory. I never even thought of that. Maybe what if, you know? What if Leia has been continually using funds from the Mines of Crate to build herself a super weapon? Like, what if this is, you know, Leia? After all this time, she's pushed too far. You know, she's lost her husband. She's lost her son. Her brother is lost in the universe. No, and like, it takes no. That <laughs> she would have had to start this project years ago. Maybe she did. Well, that's what have to be. But for sure, she, we know she has the plans to the Death Star. Like, what if she's just so filled with grief at this point that she's she's snapped? Like, Luke has snapped. Leia's snapped. Everybody has kind of just passed their breaking point. Like, remember, we, used to, we, we knew in The Force Awakens she had this uh, sledgehammer ship. It was supposed to be, like, the, her super weapon. Battering ram. Which yeah. maybe, maybe it became uh, the Hammerhead Corvette from Rogue One. But maybe they said... From Rebels, uh, you mean? Yeah, Rogue One and Rebels, right? I know. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but what if what if they've bumped that up saying, oh, let's give Leia an actual super weapon. Let's give her a third Death Star. And, and just look at images of her. Look at, you know, that, that really dark gown she's wearing in this movie. Like, she looks a little bit dark in this, right? What if they've taken all this up a notch with Leia? Like, maybe you know, there, there's, a, there's a, something at a left field. I, I like that theory. I think it's pretty interesting. It would be the only way that would kind of make having another Death Star interesting. Again, I don't think it's happening no. whatsoever. I think it's just <laughs> I'm a, just throwing it out uh, there. Because it, 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 no, it doesn't mesh with her character. I'm just throwing, I'm no, throwing no, no, poop no. at the wall here, seeing seeing what sticks. It's the best poop at the wall because the, uh, the First Order has one. That's that's not sticking for me. Like At least Leia's Death Star kind of has a chance. <laughs> Well, like we know that Ryan Johnson and Carrie Fisher worked really closely together, right, to get Leia's lines and character right in this movie. And I, I don't know how much she's in this, but it seemed it seemed like that's those those two people. Like that's the only scenario like this. Like we don't hear about Ryan Johnson spending all kinds of time with Poe or with Mark Hamill or Daisy refining lines and spending hours hours and hours together alone in a room just distilling phrases and words down to the to get just the right thing yeah, but Ca- carrie fisher's a writer she's she's always been involved in that process no doubt no doubt but it seems like you know it almost feels like if, if to frame it this way 
with you know, something crazy going on with Leia, it took two of them to really approach this properly because you know, the character of Leia has taken a left turn here. And Ryan needed Carrie's help to, to help shape this. I don't know. No, you I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm throwing, I'm throwing stuff at the wall here. It's not happening. There would, there's no goddamn way <laughs> they would give this guy a whole brand new saga if he's like, we're using a Death Star again, guys. We're cool. They're like, we love the Death Star. Make three more movies. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way with the amount of research and money and marketing they do, having their pulse on fandom... There's absolutely no way. I just think it's a. It's probably someone's sick inside joke. It's like let's print a few Death Stars and get people all riled up. Hey, how's this for an even nuttier idea? Not not necessarily re- related to this, but what if Luke's line of only seeing raw, that raw power only once was in reference to Leia? In reference to, ooh. like we've been given very small teases in what uh, aftermath and Bloodline maybe about how Luke has sort of showed her a thing or two about the Force. And she chose to focus on politics, but that you know that's that's kind of a very superficial, like detail. Like there's not no context to that. What if Luke did sit down to train Leia, and she just showed such raw strength that she was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, I, I like I like that rabbit hole because you know everyone's always either said it's either hundred percent Kylo, maybe Snoke. But I've never, definitely never heard Leia. What if it is Leia? What if she's the one that is just, and that would, you know, I, I'm going to force this. I'm going to shoehorn this into my crazy theory that Leia's got this this raw strength and she's come unhinged a little bit that her, her son's gone dark and killed her husband. Oh, man. <laughs> Things start to get a little bit weird here, right? Like, that's, that's, a, that's a very, very serious left turn. That'd be pretty cool. I, I I like that. That means we could see Force Ghost Leia. It would open that door. I mean, based on what we we think we know about Leia, she doesn't know enough about the Force to actually pull that trick off. But what if if she's the vir- if she's the virgins? You know, like who was it recently? You'd said that they they had originally planned for Leia to be the more powerful Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and from a certain point of view. Uh, he he had, he was hoping to train Leia instead of Luke. She was, I, you know, I, th- I think that was a, more of a maturity thing. She had a, a higher medical learning count. <laughs> Stop! You're putting someone else into a seizure now. <laughs> anyway, I, I just threw a whole lot of crap at the wall here, people. Uh, the idea of an unhinged, force-using, raw strength Leia who's also got a Death Star in her garage. That she's ready to use. Yeah, that is some crazy stuff. That's some man. heavy stuff. Oof. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop drinking peyote. Good for you, Co. All right, that is it for the news. We'll come back with uh, with ads and Bra- Brad's. We should call it Brad's from now on. <laughs> ads and Brad's. 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 That works. All right. Uh, binary sunset listener question segment coming right up. Hello, boys. Firstly, I should start by saying what a fantastic episode 100 that was last week. Well done to everyone. Uh, well done to everyone who contributed. Uh, massive thanks again to the two of you and, of course, James, who put so much work in behind the scenes to make last week's episode um, so fantastic. So well done. OK, a couple of questions for episode 101. Exciting news. 
no doubt you've already discussed it. I can't see how you, you won't have done. Um, Mr. Ryan Johnson being given the reins for three brand new um, Star Wars movies unrelated to the Skywalker saga. So do you think that means the likes of Rey and Kylo and Snoke, their stories end after episode nine? Or is there room for that to continue under different directors? And then my second question, a WWF stroke boxing one. So which Star Wars characters would you like to see make an entrance into a ring? And what pieces of music would you associate with their entrance have a great show boys take care bye all right there goes the inimitable ads thank you sir thank and thank you so much man for your kind words about episode 100 uh and and thanks for your part in that and for for the stamps Those, (laughs) those stamps are so awesome and and of course for every episode prior that you've uh you know, faithfully and amazingly thrown in questions at us every week for for quite some time, man. We are totally indebted to you, man. We love you, Ads. I love you, man. All right, Corey, let let us dive into this question here. Ray, all these new heroes, the Kylo, all this all these great characters that they've that's just thrown at us a couple years ago. Are we done with them after episode nine? Or are we gonna revisit them in the future? Where where do you land on this? I think uh I think we're going to see them again. I think she stated something recently um saying that they'd been looking at the future of Star Wars, obviously talking about Ryan Johnson at the same time. And this was not too long ago. This was an article that dropped maybe 2-3 weeks yep. ago. Yeah, this is no, this uh, was uh, she'd also, Kathleen Kennedy's comments on the Star Wars show. Yeah, true. That was yeah, 2 weeks ago I think. And she now. specifically mentioned, yeah, and, uh uh Ray Poe and BB-8 by Ray, name. As as part of being part of the yep. future of Star Wars films, and again, you could say that she's just throwing throwing stuff out there, but uh, I think I think there's something to that. Oh, it looks like they have plans for these characters moving forward. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be in a saga regard, but uh, who knows? I mean, they're they're too bankable. Kyle said that many times, and I kind of have to agree with him. We love them too much. We we already like we were all in love with all these new characters, the moment we saw the Force Awakens. They were all so compelling. Maybe Poe a little less so, right? Because he didn't have as much of a story, so to speak. But yeah, but he's so charismatic, and the lines that he did have just oh worked. yeah, I, you know. Thirty one days from now, after seeing the Last Jedi, I'm sure our our, our admiration for that character will have gone well skyrocketed, and we'll still love Finn and Rey and and. Kylo and all these characters—they're—they're they're just so well done. I and the way he piloted that X-wing like a a Jedi, and those G forces that you guys were so against <laughs> doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I I don't think there's any way. There's no way. I I can't wrap my my head around the idea that after Episode Nine, we're done with these characters. I just can't get no, my head around that. That being the case. The only way they could really take it, if we know we're getting this new saga in the near future, they just announced that we soon, we know that's that's on the forefront before we get another saga or trilogy with these characters, unless they do plan on doing two a year, which I, again, don't think is going to happen. So that leaves room for standalones, or they put these characters on the shelf till the 50th, 
and say, hey, Ray, Poe, Finn, they're yeah, back. Yeah, I think, BB-8's I think back. that is uh, – well, I mean, I think you, you've nailed the, the three big possibilities that, yeah, they double up, which I think is, is just too much. It's just too much. You, I don't think you can just keep pounding us with, you know, two sagas and a standalone all in, in circulation in and around the same times. That's that's too much, dude. I think I think most people would agree, even though we all say, oh, give us as much as you can throw at us. I think that is a little bit too much. Um, But yeah, I, I, I like the idea of, you know, in 2027 saying they're back, baby. <laughs> and, you know, you can see them bringing you can see you know Kathleen Kennedy bringing out Daisy Ridley on stage in 2020 at celebration 2027 to announce episode 10 or whatever you want to call the next you know the saga that follows up episode 9 and they bring out uh, Oscar Isaac and John Boyega and all the all the uh, maybe Adam Driver maybe not I don't know um but they bring all these characters out and say yep we're we're going ahead with episode 10. Uh, or, yeah, it's possible. And, and you said it too, another interesting possibility is standalones. Uh, could Poe carry a standalone film? At this moment, I don't know. Race certainly could, I would think. Is that fitting for the character? Does she belong in like the, the big epic saga movies? Or could we get a Race standalone film? Yeah, I mean, who knows, man, to be honest. I've thought about that as well. And it, that's what makes me feel a bit uncomfortable about that. Like Kathleen Kennedy having stated that, yes, we have plans for these characters. Again, like you said, you can't really take that. You got to take that with a grain of salt because it really just kind of spoils the current trilogy in a way. Yeah, I mean, if there's any validity to what she said on, on the Star Wars show, saying that, you know, uh, Ray, Poe, BB-8, part of the future of the movies... Then spoilers, we know that that Daisy Ridley's walking away from this. Or it could be an origin story for her. I got dropped dropped off on Jakku when, but we don't yeah. want that. I don't think there's much there. Uh, yeah. I mean that, that's it's, uh, that's all really interesting stuff, man. There's there's three interesting possibilities there. Um, I think okay, I'll I'll power let's power rank them. We like to do that here. I will say. Top option is 2027 announcement for a new saga. And then I will say uh, standalones is second. And then concurrent sagas, you know, stagger them with, with Ryan Johnson's work um, and juggle standalones, Ryan Johnson and, and this other saga. But no, no, actually, you know yeah, what? I'm on 100, 100. Just scratch, scratch that one out because we don't want Ryan that. Johnson would obviously yeah. need to be somehow a part of that, right? Exactly, and they've stated new characters and whatnot. So for his next work, yeah, it's a it's a twenty twenty seven announcement or standalones or bust, and even it, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or bust. That's it. I mean, they I guess they could always reserve other things like novels and blah 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 for those characters, but yeah, no, there's there's ads. There's no way. That they're they're going to be finished with these characters. I think yeah, you give it's best to just you know give them some some space to age, let things kind of develop, and then uh, you can place them at a new point in the galactic timeline. Who knows what's what will have happened? But there you go. And uh, so for the the wrestling question adds, 
we're going to move that to Sith Disturbers. And that has me excited because that, that brings Carlos into the picture. And he, he's he used to be a huge wrestling fan. And similar to myself, like I used to watch wrestling avidly from, you know, from, from like the 80s right up until the early 2000s all the time. Uh, I've gotten out of it in recent years, but I, I still have a, an affinity for wrestling. And so I definitely want to talk about this with, with Corey and Carlos on Sith Disturbers, where I think we can do a better job of it. This is against my will, I have to say. I really wanted to to share with everybody my uh, amazing, amazing uh, opinions here. I, I got some good ones for you, Ads. Well, now, you, now you get to share them on Sith Disturbers. You, you get to polish those up and maybe uh, throw in a couple more gold nuggets. Oh, yeah. I, I got like three or four at the moment. Well, there you go. Anyway, it, it'll, it'll be worth it, I think. And if everybody who's not a powerful friend, patreon.com slash tumbling saber if you want to hear that discussion. All right, ads. Thank you, sir. All right, we move in now to the Bradley banter section of the show. And Bradley sent us a voicemail this week, as he did last week for the 100th. But uh, I, th- I think he's getting into a new habit here. So let's, let's check out what Bradley has to say. Hello, Kyle and Corey. Brad Hall here with this week's Star Wars questions. Um, thought I would stick with the voicemail again, so I hope you don't mind, um, hearing my, uh, Texas accent. Um, I kind of feel a little out of place, uh, you know, on the show, on your 100th episode, all these voices with these, uh, foreign accents, and here I am with my, um, long-drawn accent, um, but it's all good, I don't mind, um, I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, uh, what a week we've had. I mean, we start off with the 100th episode, which was so cool. One of the best episodes ever. It was so neat getting to hear those, uh, voices and getting to, uh, you know, put a, uh, a sound with the name. It was so cool having James on the show, um, for the 100th episode. I thought that was pretty cool. So well done. Enjoyed every minute of it. And hey, I won at the end. That's pretty cool. Um, So, you know, all around, great start to the week. And then boom, yesterday, we get the news about Ryan Johnson getting to direct his own trilogy separate from the Saga trilogy. Now, I've seen some tweets, some reports saying... He's part of the saga, but if I'm understanding it correctly, it sounds like this is completely separate from, um, you know, the saga films. So I think that's really cool. Um, So that's good news. And then we also get the news about a live action TV show that's coming down. And I think that's awesome. I mean, that's something I've been wanting to hear for a long time. And that sounds like that's um, going to come to fruition. So, I mean, what great news. You know, a few months back, it didn't, you know, with the uh, directors being cut and new directors being put in, you're like, what direction are they going to go? What's going on here? A little uneasiness. Um, But it seems like uh, they've got a plan, and it sounds like it's uh, going to be a good plan, especially since Ryan Johnson's involved. And I mean, we're we're all crazy about this guy, and we haven't even seen the Last Jedi yet. But uh, 
you know, I have a feeling we're not going to be disappointed. I have a feeling this movie is going to deliver. And that's just going to even uh, heighten our, um, you know, our craving to see what he's got in store with his own trilogy. Um, I've got one question this week. Um, and it has to pertain with uh, the news that happened yesterday. If you only had to have one, which would it rather? Which would you rather have? Would you rather have the live-action TV show? And let's say that show went on for um, a guarantee of ten years. So let, let's put it at ten years live-action TV show. Or would you rather have the Ryan Johnson? Um, uh, Skywalker Saga-less, is that how you would say that? Skywalker-less Saga with Ron Johnson. So, out of the two, which would you say, I have to have that, and the other would be scrapped? So, there you go for this week's Star Wars question. Hope you guys have a great uh, weekend, a great show, and as always, I'm looking forward to... Uh, hearing what y'all have to say, and looking forward to hearing what the uh, powerful friends out there come up with question-wise. Take care, y'all, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Now, Bradley, first of all, thank you for the, for the voicemail, but no need to apologize for your accent or explain that away. We love the different accents on this show. We love the, uh, the, the fact that we can have some, some uh, accents from the UK, and uh, sometimes we get Australian accents, and sometimes we get Canadian accents. Different- dialects, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, you know, it's, it just adds to the tapestry that, that is the powerful friends, man. So bring it, man. We would love to have your Texas twang here. Okay. And again, thanks. Thank you so much for your kind words on episode 100. Again, s- such a blast to record and put together. And um, glad that you were that you were able to be part of that experience, man. But I'll, I also have to be honest, uh, you did win the Obi-Wan. But I have not sent it out yet. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I am way behind. Life comes at you fast, man. So I, I will get that out to you ASAP. All right. So Corey, he put to us sort of a, another would you, a good would you rather this week in the shape of would you prefer, again, you can only have one and don't you dare try to loophole this, guaranteed 10 season live action TV show or would you want Ryan Johnson's Skywalkerless three-part saga? That's a real tough one, to be honest. the The answer seemed very obvious to me when I first mm-hmm. thought about it, and then after having thought about it a bit, I'm. I know the listeners or our friends, everyone. If you ever listened, I'm completely smitten. I'm taken away with the Ghost Crew and the Rebels right now. I know it's, most people say it's a kid's show, but at the moment, I'm just completely enthralled with this show. I love it to death, and it's a four-season show. So what they can do is absolutely amazing. I mean, there's been moments in this show where it's been movie quality to me. Like I've enjoyed that more than a lot of stuff in the films. But in the same regards, there's something sacred about the saga and moving forward with Star Wars on film in the movies. And we've been through that lull before where, you know, we've waited and there was nothing on TV. There were no movies. But 
what it all boils down to, I guess, to me is the movies and these sagas. So I'd, I'd have to go with well, that. Well, it's route. everything I'd... that comes with it too, right? Like the cycles of anticipation, the speculation, the just the geeking out with fans. It, the movies, it's, it's it's just a reality. The movies just generate so much more buzz and they move the needle so much more than a TV show. Like that's just the way it is. Oh yeah, we get, that's it. We got so much time, like you said, to to ponder and speculate and then we get these little news drops here and there. Yeah, right. Like we get, we get we a little bit kinda... of news and we, we beat the hell out of it on this podcast and, you know, hundreds of other Star Wars podcasters do the same thing. Um, you don't really, see, you only see a fraction of that type of, of interaction and, and fervor for the TV shows. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not slandering the TV shows. They're great, but there is something about the movies. It's, it's, it's the boss. Like, I, you know, it's the Cadillac of Star Wars. It's like, but it's hard. It's so hard in senses. Like, okay, you get something Star Wars week in, week out. Every well, look at it this day way. for a possible tenure. Again, like you're, I think you're alluding to it. A, a TV series that runs for a decade would give you many, many, many times the amount of content. So if if you imagine, you know, like twenty two one hour episodes, which are okay, so twenty two forty four minute episodes times ten seasons, you know that puts you in the neighborhood of what, like a hundred and sixty hours of content versus seven for a saga. 160 hours yeah, versus seven. That's where the question becomes very difficult. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what Bradley was, was, was driving at. Like we're talking about 25 times the amount of star Wars content, 25 times, dude. <laughs> that is, that is tough yeah. to get around. Just, just ima- imagine that's, the amount that's... of, of exploration of, of the mysticism and lore that you get in 160 hours, Corey. That's quite incredible. And like I said, I'm just completely enthralled with Rebels in their four-season series. So, God. And again, I mean... It's such a tough question. In a 10-year run, there, I mean, there's no guarantees that they're all going to be gold. At some point, you might go... Jesus, this show is starting to overstay its welcome a little bit. They need to wrap this up. Or they should have oh, wrapped yeah. this up three years ago. This 10 is, years this is, is a long time. Now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Kind of like The Walking Dead, supposedly. Some people feel that way. And <laughs> hey, I won't lie. I, I'm ready for The Walking Dead to wrap up. If they wanted to call it quits after uh, season eight or nine, great. Wrap it up. Just don't leave, don't leave it dangling. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's compelling, though. The amount of content that you'd get, that makes it a, a, a much tougher sell. Or I guess a much tougher decision to come to. Are, are you... like? In that light, are you still on the movie? Yeah, like I've pondered all this. I thought about it all prior. And like Star Wars is a film-based franchise. Uh, it's best to see it on screen, like you said. Wait those those couple, couple of years to ponder, speculate, wait, anticipate. Well, see, and here's another thing. So if one, if one movie is bad out of the trilogy, it kind of sours the whole trilogy. Whereas if you have if you have a yeah, bad right. season, yeah, it's you know it's much more of a drop in the bucket, relatively speaking. True, but I'm all about the movie experience and just waiting and you know living that one night. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to toughen this up for you. Um, 
So what what if the TV show was contained in the the era that we already know? Like it's it's, it's not connected. Yeah, like, it's not I've, like I've th- a far flung th- corner of the galaxy with new people. It's it's about characters yeah. and situations that we already know about. Like I've really thought about the thing, you know. Like trust me, I'm I'm torn about it. I like all this new content all the time, but again, like Star Wars belongs on the big screen. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> all this, I mean, trying to like throw banana peels at you. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. No, trust me, it it's is. difficult, Absolutely. man. I, I almost, I almost turned my opinion halfway through this thing when I was just like, oh, ten years of lore. That yeah, but, but again, the cinematic experience. Like we're not going to get together with all the boys, guys. Star Wars on TV tonight. Let's all go out for dinner. To- that doesn't happen. But, you know, you get... The- we can do it for the premiere, no, maybe. But- we didn't get together for the premiere of Rebels. We didn't get together for the premiere of uh, Clone Wars when it came out years ago. I remember watching both in my basement by myself. The, the, the finales. <laughs> like, you and I have never watched an episode of any of these shows together. Not one. Not one. Right, you're right. We've talked about them. That's about it. And at the core, I think that's what it's about. Like it's the movies are a more social thing. We just we just care more about the movies. They mean so much more in so many different ways. TV's great, but it's it's not the big screen. So yeah, bring on the cinematic experience, baby. All right, Bradley. There you go, sir. What's your answer? And everybody else, I want to know what everybody else thinks too. I, th- I think most people would lean movie, but uh, hopefully someone goes TV. Maybe we, got, we have some cr- a curmudgeon out there who's just like, ah, I don't want to. I don't like to leave my house. <laughs> Soon they probably won't need to. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Okay, Brad, thanks a lot, man. Um, okay, m- moving on to communing with Katie. I'm g- I'm giving everybody now their own like segment name. Everybody's gonna get something. I like it. Communing with Katie. And her question very simply this week, what is your favorite Leia moment? You want to take it away or you want me to start with this one? Uh, Oh, man, there's so many of them. Like, just her her comments, like, you know, walking carpet, uh, nerve herder, so good. Metal ceremony moment, that smile. Man, she was a princess, man. Like, honestly. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a true little loophole. Oh boy, it's a full circle kind of deal, and I think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I I kind of don't. All right, well, Empire, the end of Empire, Han's about to be carbon frozen, and she's such a strong character, you know, like you know this by watching the first two films. She's stubborn, uh, she's strong-willed, she wants nothing to do with Han in a way, but she finally buckles and says, "I love you." And he's like, I know. One of my favorite moments ever in all of film. Like, I know it's sappy, but I, I just absolutely love that moment. Like, it's really a cinematic moment in my heart. That's a, and it's it comes a great full moment. Cir- it comes full circle in Jedi, where Han finally tells her, after she's been shot, and she just, like, smokes this stormtrooper right in the eyeball, man. Boom! Right in the face! <laughs> It's funny, Leia getting shot is what it takes for Han to say, I love you. He's like, I love you. And she says right back, I know. It's the full circle loophole of the I love you, I know. All That's right, my, fair enough. my answer. So I think my favorite moment 
Uh, I see Leia as a character that as the OT went on, her relevance was less and less. And I know it sounds blasphemous to say, but if you think about it, it's, it's true. Like she arrives on the screen like a bolt of lightning in in A New Hope. And she's like pretty impress- important through Empire. But once you get to Jedi, she's, she's shunted to the back burner, man. There's, there's no other way to explain it. I don't. I disagree with that statement. Just in a lot of ways, she she's boosh or bosh, whatever you want to call her. Well, that's a, her her biggest thing is saving her boyfriend. Well, she didn't even. She hit the wind chimes. That's one of the worst moments. <laughs> like she was like, "Oh man." Well, yeah, it's hard to see in that thing. But still, like that that is her, that is her was... achievement in that movie. She frees Han. No, it's not. She she. She's more soft in that movie, which I like. It's like she's come around a bit. She's not as stubborn as she was, having gotten Han back. She's a changed woman. She's matured, and she's the one that brings the the Ewoks and them together. She's that bridge for those people, aside from three PO. I I see it as her, like in A New Hope, she was in charge. Like she, the boys came around to save her, and she took charge. In a new in Empire, maybe a little less in charge, but still moments of of asserting herself. Once she saves Han in at Jabba's palace, there's no more of that. Like, there's no more Leia uh, standing up and taking charge. Like, she smoked oh, she, those two stormtroopers after after she got shot. Great, but there's no the speeder bike chase. To me, there's no signature Leia moment in Jedi. Well, it is, man. It's where she meets the Ewoks with her and Wicket. Like, that's the bridge. Like, that's what they need at that point. Like. Like her, and again, I, she, I, her her firecracker leadership is gone. I think in Jedi. Well, I think she has more of a bit of a resolve in Jedi, in the sense that you know she's more, I won't say pacifist, but finding out that Luke is her brother and all this stuff. It's it's all like very profound to her, and she's a lot more patient, which I like. She's not as stubborn, and you know, like she's actually willing. She's seeing the bigger picture, kind of at this point. And I like seeing the transition from the character of being this young girl, very brash and brave and bold, which we all respected, to still being that all that, but more composed in Jedi. See, I don't, I don't see I, her as that in Jedi. I, I just see her as like one of the team now. Like She should have been up there with Maydeen and, and Mon Mothma giving the instructions on, here's what we're going to do. Instead, she's sitting there with Han, uh, volunteering yeah, for his mission. From, like, like He's in charge. Why wasn't she in charge? She's not a pilot like him. Oh, that's that's awesome because he wasn't a pilot in the, on that mission either, except for driving a slug of a, a cargo ship. Like that was a ground mission. Like I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to nitpick this to death, but I feel like, like her role was gradually reduced. No, the, like in, Luke in was a sense. Luke's Luke was a central character. Han was well loved, but. Yeah, I I know what you mean in a way, but I I I don't necessarily I like to see I like the progression of her character. See, I don't I I completely don't even see it as progression. I, I at all. A lot, a lot of people anyway, don't. Interesting. Com- oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of people don't. And I, I count me in that group. I I don't see her as you know being again like it, it's all sort of metaphorical, right? With that. That uh, the slave Leia outfit, where they just they turned her into like the girlfriend and eye candy, 
And I, I, I think that that is absolutely true. But anyway, I want to talk about my favorite moment of, about Leia, if I may answer Katie's question. You know, I, I think her confrontation with Vader at the beginning of A New Hope is now augmented by Rogue One. Like it, was, it was super badass before to see her stand up to this guy who's like twice her size. Uh, but for her to go all in on her lie, considering what we now know, uh, based on, on info added from Rogue One, like Vader knew the whole time. Like he saw the ship leave from, um, what's the name of the ship? Ooh. Let's call it Radis's ship. Oh e. God. Started with a pro, uh, pro, ah, Jesus, whatever. doesn't matter. Um, yeah, he, he saw that ship leave. He saw the Tantive four leave. And so like she, he's, he's looking at her in the eye and she's lying to his face. <laughs> that's like, that's a really bold moment. And then later on in the movie, she stands up to Tarkin. A totally hopeless situation for her. There's, she has, there's no allies for her. Uh, no rescue. She's on this, the, the Death Star, the Imperial super weapon that really nobody yet knows about. And she, she's lipping off to, to Tarkin as you know, Vader stands behind her. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like she had to know what became of her ship and her crew, yet she's still defiant in the face of death. I, I find that a great moment for her. It was the profundity, Kyle. And yes, that's a really good... I, I like what you did there. You almost kind of loopholed it in a way. What? In a small... That's not true. There's no loopholing there. No. No, it was... I, I just like how you drew from, from Rogue One there. Very interesting. Because it is true. You see this... Like, man, she is really believing herself almost in A New Hope now at that point, you know? Well, it's not It's not, It's not. not a lie if you believe it. Exactly. And she's just playing that role. Oh, but... Um, for, for other moments... Because, again, I think for after A New Hope, I think her great moments are few and farther between. So recent material, like like uh, comics and novel stuff, so her getting the Hot Slayer nickname, I think that's a pretty cool retconning of, of her history. Um, the Force-induced memories that she had on Naboo, like she kind of like sensed her mom there, and she felt Maul's presence. Or I guess the shadow of his presence there. That, that was a pretty cool moment to see her force sensitivity once again uh, brought back into the picture. And then um, in, in Aftermath, sort of feeling, uh, using the force, not using the force, but sensing her son through the force. Her you know, being able to identify other, that, she's, that it is a boy. She didn't know that until you know, the, the force maybe helped her realize that it was a boy. And her sensing the threat on her son, which we all presume to be Snoke. Um, all yeah, all that stuff. Great moments for uh, in in recent uh, expanded universe stuff. But I, you know, I really hope that my favorite Leia moment is yet to come in the Last Jedi. I really hope that's that's a thing. Oh, definitely. I I'm dying to see that. Yeah, I th- I think I think there's going to be some big bold Leia moments again. We ha- we haven't really seen that in a long, long time, and I think Ryan Johnson's going to deliver that. So there you go, Katie. There you go. Thank you very much, and again, happy belated birthday. And we're going to wrap things up with jiving with Jeffrey, the latest powerful friends member. And I he's- like that. <laughs> I love Jeffrey's uh, Star Wars Seinfeld mashup questions. 
but they're, they're surprisingly hard to answer. They're fun to think about, but surprisingly hard to answer compellingly. Um, okay, so Star Wars, Je- Jeffrey says this week, Star Wars is filled with famous duos. Han and Chewie, R2 and 3PO, Ray and Finn. So who from Seinfeld would you team up with in Star Wars to make some awkward duos? Of course, let's, let's, I don't know how many you have. I've got a couple. I've got four, actually. Let's, 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 let's fire back and forth. All right. I, I, my ultimate one is I'm saving for the end, but I'm pretty sure we're going to double up on that one. Uh, gee whiz. I'll go with my first one and say, like, Jeffrey wanted awkward. Let's get awkward. Uh, <laughs> Jay Peterman and Frank Costanza. But those are both Star Wars guys. Or both Seinfeld guys. Isn't that the question? No, one Star Wars guy, one Seinfeld guy. Hmm. <laughs> do you suddenly want to back out of Jeffrey's question? I could do this. Who would be Lando and Frank Costanza? You got Frank cramping Lando style? Yeah, and Lando's just trying to keep him cool. And he's like, Serenity now! And Lando's, well, like, Lando's the chill, new baby, Lloyd Braun? Yeah. <laughs> uh I've got Tarkin and his lackey Kramer. That's not awkward. That's pretty awkward. You got Kramer kind of running Tarkin's errands for him and just making a mess of everything and Tarkin losing his patience. He's not he wouldn't have any of Kramer. But you know Kramer would somehow like fail upward and make it work and somehow get, gain somebody's approval. I guess yeah, I kind of like I like it. Like it's either yeah, Kramer, Kramer or Va- with Tarkin or Vader. Here's another one. Uh, Kramer again, but with Chopper. <laughs> like how how badly would Chopper want to, you know, throw Kramer into the airlock and just shoot him out? Yeah, but you're almost making Chopper look like Newman there, which isn't cool. Well, they're both kind of a holes. Yeah, but Chopper's lovable. <laughs> Says you. Okay, go. That's right. Give me another one. Oh, boy. Um, it's awkward in, Star- in Seinfeld. Bob Sacamano and Hondo. But we never met Bob, Bob Sacamano. No, but he's like a legend. <laughs> but you... Okay, all right. Uh, it's like a loophole. I don't know how you would portray Bob this on Sacramento, screen. baby. Blank canvas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's your man. He's your go-to guy for whatever you need. Man. All right. Him and Hondo together? Or I thought Hondo was the go-to guy. Yeah, they're they're working together. Oh, what a Kind mess. of. Uh, Morty Seinfeld and 3PO. Perfect. I love that. You know, three PO would just be losing his mind trying to like clean up after Morty. And more, I could just see them both jabbering at each other. Like, yeah, because Morty, the guy, like, he, he he's totally intolerant of everybody. Uh, I find my last one: Jay Peterman with Jar Jar. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> how about how about this, Banya? And Lobot. 
Yeah, I like that. <laughs> He's just staring at him. Why don't they call it Rounteen? <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. Yeah, we don't know too much. Yeah, we don't get too much Banya, but I, I, I kind of dig that. This wouldn't be so awkward, but it would lead to awkward conversation. But how about uh, Elaine and Leia just having some coffee together? I could see that conversation in my head somehow. I suppose. Both take no crap from anybody. Uh, uh, Bookman and uh, Jocasta knew. <laughs> hey, mister. That's, that's, I love, I love that episode. Bookman. Yeah, maybe, maybe be a little romance budding there. Okay, I'm, uh, that, that's, that's kind of all I've got. Well, I'll tell you, man, Jocasta New creeps me out. Well, she's she's uh, prominent in the uh, current arc of I've, the Darth I know Vader comic. And a lot of Jocasta New love too. Like to be honest, I just watched the prequels recently. Like uh, I had the privilege of working from home recently, and that's what I slammed on. And it's been years, and I was so happy to be able to partake again. But man, Attack of the Clones, she seems super ignorant. Why I? It- I, arrogant. I would think arrogant is yeah, and creepy too. It's like the her iris is all black. <laughs> like the, her eyes are all black. It's just a creepy scene to me. Which is like, if the planet's not there, then it doesn't exist. Like I was like, Ugh. well, she's just so sure about the work she does with her archives and maintaining everything. But it's just a creepy scene, you know. It's just like a, a almost like a metaphor for the or symbolism for the the Jedi's ignorance, almost arrogance, arrogance. <laughs> And ignorance. It's more ignorance than well, arrogance. I guess it's, it's a little bit of both. They, they were clueless to what was going on. Okay. There you go, Jeffrey. If, if you have any awkward combos, I'd, I'd love to hear them. And that brings us to the end of episode 101, Corey. 101. We're back to the... Back to square one. Yep. Onwards towards... Here we go. Onwards towards it's 200. Like, it's almost as if it was like Manifest Destiny or something, you know what I mean? Like we're at 100, 101, we get all this insane news. It's like, it's Destiny, bro. It's so much bigger. I love it. Me too. Just that, that is, that's, that is a, a huge boon in us sticking around for years to come. Hopefully, man. I, I love you, man. I just want to say that before anything happens to either of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 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 have you had a premonition? I don't know, man. Oh God! Just uh, you know, we're getting older. I'm having, I'm, I'm reaching my midlife uh, stage. Oh God! Come on, it's just a number. I get there first, so don't encourage me. I'm horrible, though. <laughs> I'm the worst, <laughs> the worst. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Ads, Bradley, Katie, Jeffrey. Thank you all so much. Questions are awesome as always. Hope to hear from you for episode 102. That's great. What, what's on the uh, Tumbling Saber menu this week? I don't know. What do we got? We got a we got an episode of Rebels coming up this week, so we're gonna have some Bridger transmissions. Yeah. Uh, the mi- sadly, mid-season no finale. Sith disturbers. Oh, dude, it's on mid-season finale. So we'll be back with M talking about that on Wednesday, and the powerful friends get the return of worthy of recognition, featuring one of the powerful friends listening today keeping that one a secret we'll drop that uh we'll drop that on powerful friends friday and if you want to hear that 
then just head on over to patreon.com slash tumbling saber. And for just two to three bucks, man, two or three bucks, that is nothing. You get access to early access to journals of the willing, you get early access to uh, worthy of recognition and you get to be on worthy of recognition. It's a very cool show. I like it so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving that show to be honest. Like you were the naysayer. Very cool. Oh, I, I liked it, man. I never, oh, it's never a naysayer. That's the, uh, the Mount Rushmore, right? Yeah. You were like, ah, it's going to burn out quickly, man. Everyone's going to have the same answers. No, but I like the way people have taken it. Like, since the first episode, you were really lucky to get the the boys from the nerd room, I believe. Well, I had ads first, and then uh, Tim and Troy. That's true. It was ads, eh? Yeah. I like the fact that, you know, getting friends and family involved well, makes it sense. Was, it was always the idea of, of bringing personal stories. I was, that's what I was banking on. I wasn't, I wasn't hoping that everyone's going to say Luke, Han, and Leia, and it's going to be really boring. But so far, we've had some really cool personal stories, and I hope that's what we keep getting. Anyway, so you get early access to that and an open invite to join us on that show. Uh, and you also get exclusive access to, to Sith Disturbers. Come on, everyone loves Sith Disturbers. Uh, yeah, it's the shit. It's the shit. The Sith, I mean. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, newsletters and monthly giveaways galore. So And toys. Glorious toys. Absolutely. So you know, that's that's what you get as part of the powerful friends program for just two to three bucks, man, go, go join up. If you haven't already sign up and be part of the fun and become a powerful friend. And if, but if that's not in the cards for you, then just hop on over to iTunes, drop us a review. That's another way to really help out the show or you know, tell a friend you got You must have a friend that likes star Wars that has not yet ventured into podcasting. go tell them about us and say, I really enjoy these guys. You know, these guys really bring a smile to my face and make my Star Wars fandom better. Do that. Go tell them about us. Um, and uh, what else do we want to talk about, Corey? Oh, the Star Wars Commonwealth. Our friends over at the SWC doing magnificent work. Go check them out. Uh, talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, The Nerd Room, Skyhoppers, the Rogue Squadron podcast, and of course, the San Diego Sabres radio podcast. Amazing podcast, one and all. That's at StarWarsCommonwealth.com, or you can just look up Star Wars Commonwealth as a podcast provider on the in, on the iTunes machine. And uh, yeah, that that'll do it, man. All amazing people, you won't regret it. But, yeah, everybody there is, is is just super, man. Super. We 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 love our Commonwealth brethren, and uh, couldn't recommend them higher. So go go check those guys out. And uh, that's about it, Corey. Where can we find you on Twitter? Come on, Kyle. What? You, know, you can find me at Chop Rules with a Z. I had to get that off my chest. I'm sure you've, been waiting, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, what, four or five days now? <laughs> like a lifetime. A lifetime. And uh, you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Come say hello. And uh, we'll talk some, talk some Star Wars and other things too. Okay, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening to 101. We'll catch you again for Bridge of Transmissions or for worthy of recognition or just on social media in general so have yourselves a good week and i'll talk to you later
watching you walking away from me Were you watching me? Was it just a dream? Just a dream And I believe I can save you Just don't let